the Sons and Daughters podcast. Discover and walk in the life that Jesus lives inside of you. Hosted by Andy and Tina Hayner, leaders of Full Speed Impact Ministry. Hi, welcome to the Sons and Daughters podcast. I'm Tina Hayner, and this is my husband, my helpful husband, Andy Hayner. <laughs> I'm just a little helper. Helper, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad to be so helpful today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you're with us, brothers and sisters. I am Andy Hayner, and I'm here with my lovely, always lovely wife, Tina Hayner, and we're leaders of Full Speed Impact Ministries, and the Sons and Daughters podcast is our weekly podcast. We got it out two weeks in a row. Hey. Oh we're doing good. Speaking of getting things out, we got another kid, uh, one of our, <laughs> our child out the door. Yeah, she's on her way. Yes. Our youngest, mm-hmm. Phoebe, has uh, moved out, and she is mm-hmm. uh, embarking on uh, ministry school at, at the mm-hmm. Ramp mm-hmm. Ministry. Some of you may know that. It's in Hamilton, Alabama, and uh, she is uh, all excited. She's got three other roommates, roommates. four <laughs> girls living in one room. Uh-huh. And uh, not bunk beds. It's just uh, they're all crammed in there. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> and uh, she's got uh, good friends already and had some good worship and lots of tears. Oh, I'm going to miss you. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's an adjustment for both sides. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Her not being here and her getting used to yep. doing things on her own. I'm getting in a lot more trouble now that she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Phoebe was my other messy one, and oh, uh, oh no, Phoebe loved that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I've got like no alibis mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, nope. I'm feeling compl- all you completely exposed. So I'm really going to have to step it up in the discipline department. But mm-hmm. I came home today and I was so excited. My wife actually took uh, one of the uh, end uh, dresser. What what do you call Phoebe, it? Thing? Yeah, just like a nightstand. Nightstand thing. Yeah. And, and she uh, made repurposed a little, it. Made a little drawer and a stand for me. So, uh, she, my wife is doing all she can to make me successful. That's what I love about her. <laughs> she'll, uh, she'll, she'll think, how can I help my husband <laughs> not leave his mess in Everywhere. places that bother me and everyone else? Yeah. And I try not to leave messes. I just, to me, then they're, they're not messes. They're piles. They're, you know, I'm, they're useful, but. On you and everybody else has to step around them. My wife is looking at me like, "Are we really talking about this?" (laughs) You You can have your little pals. This this may not be very edifying for anyone else, but uh, anyway, uh, today we have it on our heart um, to talk about uh, something that, uh, as we've been going through our book, the book Mm, of Acts, with our Saturday morning Mm -hmm. study. We got to Acts chapter 27, um, where the Apostle Paul is now being mm-hmm. transferred to Rome, um, and he's put in the custody of one of the um, soldiers, and he is, um, they basically, almost like a, a U.S. Marshal would, right. would escort somebody. Um, Prisoner transfer. <laughs> yeah. But escort. They may escort them on, you know, domestic flights, mm-hmm. you know, with other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that they're having to sort of find train. their, find mm-hmm. their way. And, uh, and, you know, to get put on a couple ships and 
and Paul uh, at one point speaks up and says, "Hey, um, this is not a good idea to sail right now." Y'all, the, you, you're trying to sail in the winter time. The time for sailing is over with yeah. in this region now of the world. Hurricane season, basically. One of the things that's interesting, he says, "You know, I see that if you do this, uh, it's going to come at loss of ship, cargo, and life." Mm-hmm. And people would. Uh, would say sometimes that, uh, hey, you, uh, you're speaking negatively. You're, you're prophet. You're, you're negatively prophesying. Paul was warning, mm-hmm. um, and so it's I think a, a good instruction to say, you know, listen, you know, as believers, we need to take our word seriously. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we don't need to have a hocus pocus mindset that somehow. That we're we're speaking curses over our voyage, um, right, right, uh, and things like that. Where when you do warn somebody, because what the interesting thing that happens is that they set out and they thought they had a nice little, uh, you know, everything looked right, and, mm-hmm. and isn't that true? You know, mm-hmm. everything just always looks like it's going it to work out okay. And um, here Paul is not on the ship um, of his own choosing, and he's, uh, you know, he's his life is being adversely affected by other people who are in charge of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really kind of an interesting picture for us as believers. You know, we are oftentimes we find ourselves riding on other people's ships. You know, we're mm-hmm. in... We're in schools, perhaps, you know, that other people are deciding curriculums or making administrative decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, our workplace, for sure, their policies and so forth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have CEOs who decide they're going to take the company a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they make these kind of decisions without really consulting the people who've been around a while mm-hmm. and <laughs> you who know. it's going to really affect. Um, and then, you know, do you speak up? Well, Paul spoke up mm-hmm. um, and he, he didn't speak up because he was just trying to be belligerent and know it all, but he knew this was not going to be a good mm-hmm. thing. You mm-hmm. shouldn't do this. Yeah. And he's trying to warn them. Um, but as mm-hmm. often is the case, you know, you're not the ship owner. You're not the captain. You're a prisoner. Why should we listen, listen to, to you? you. And mm-hmm. so even though you are uh, speaking truth, sometimes you're ignored. And as believers, you know, we're we're on a world, we're in a world that mm-hmm. ultimately we're here to, to he, give the warning. Provide warning. Yeah. But we're easily dismissed. Because we're not doing it so from a place of power, Mm-mm. of ownership. You know, we can't, it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, as Paul goes through this whole thing, Sure enough, storm comes up and that it, it start. It's terrible, you mm. know. Fourteen days or so without yeah, seeing, seeing the light of day, day. Mm. no stars, just complete gale force winds, and uh, I can't imagine. You know, I mean, there's storms, and then there's storms when you're on the ocean. Right, that is a whole different thing. I've watched some YouTube videos. That's scary stuff, mm-hmm. uh, because you know these waves uh, come together in certain ways, 
uh, and just can be can combine, is, right. and all of a sudden, you yeah. know, boats are getting flipped and things like that. Uh, anyway, well, thankfully that didn't happen, but they did have to, you know, here they they set off with this great ambition. And now they're throwing all the cargo over overboard. They haven't eaten, uh, and everyone had lost hope. Yeah. You know, this is it. They're just waiting for, you know, the boat to flip, mm-hmm. the boat to sink, the boat to crack in half, uh, mm-hmm. the boat to be run ashore. They've just lost control. They're at the mercies of the sea. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Paul had been praying. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. Uh, because he says, he comes up and he says, hey, I want you guys to take courage. Don't give up hope. Right. Because the an angel of the God that I serve Showed spoke me. to me and mm-hmm. said, God has granted you the, the, minute, lives. the lives of those that are on this ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so none of you are going to perish, but only we'll listen to me. We'll lose the ship. But we but... will lose the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh and he started off by saying, hey, remember, I told you not to. <laughs> right. By the way. But I thought it was interesting how Paul, you know, he went unheeded in his warnings. And now he's part of this whole thing. And rather than just being, you know, mulling and complaining and mm-hmm. you're getting everything and right. you're going to kill me too. and he wasn't in that place of negativity. He moved, he switched, he moved past that. And sometimes believers, you know, we get stuck, Mm -hmm. I believe sometimes Mm -hmm. where, you know, America's going to hell in the handbasket, so to think. And just angry at, and, mm -hmm. you know, and nobody's (laughs) listening to me (laughs) and we're not in charge anymore. And Mm -hmm. so how do you walk in victory? From that place where you're not in charge, mm. when you're not calling the shots, right. you used to be free and you used to to be able to call your own shots. But now you're getting drug along with other people calling the shots and mm-hmm. you know the direction they're taking the ship that you're on is going to go bad. But you spoke up, you warned them. Now, what do you do mm-hmm. now? What do you do? Well, well, he prayed. Yeah. <laughs> and he listened to God. Yes. And so we need to be people that intercede for the ones that are making the bad decisions. Right. That intercede for the ones that are losing uh, their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as, mm-hmm. as the devastation is going on around us, that rather than us feeling self-justified right. and ha, 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 you're getting mm-hmm. what you deserve, Judgment. Yeah. That Paul was really in a place of interceding yeah. for mercy, for salvation, for mm-hmm. the lives of those of that were being impacted. Um, that's really challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, you're, when your company's going under mm-hmm. and you're seeing all your friends and family get laid off and you're one of the ones yeah. to... Uh, can you pray for the people that are that mm. you know six months ago if you they just listened to me or do you just get bitter? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, as we talk about that, it's like you know Paul had to have um, not really viewed these people necessarily as his enemy. Yeah, you know, uh, you know he had the grace to 
take, you know, really honestly, they're in the same, I mean, they made a poor decision, but they're in the same situation. I'm going, right. Um, you know, help. Yeah. What, and what's going to happen. Yeah. They didn't need Paul, at, you know, standing over them for 14 days saying, you should have listened to me. Mm-hmm. He, he said it once, and mm-hmm. it was really just to reestablish the fact that, listen, this before was not- before mm-hmm. you dismiss what I'm about to say. Remember I said before. Remember mm-hmm. that you dismissed what I said before. Mm-hmm. But I've got good news for you. Right. God's going to save you all. Mm-hmm. But you need you need to listen to what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. The ship's going down, right? Just and you know that's an interesting, uh, and and that's kind of what I wanted to focus, focus on, on. Uh, a bit was because as as believers as intercede as intercessors uh, that sometimes uh, we get too focused on the assumptions of how God needs to answer our prayers. Right. God save us. And I think sometimes we're thinking that means you, you got to make the storm go away. Right. You need to make the ship, you know, go into a really nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that. God's plan was not to save the ship. Right. And it didn't stop the storm and it didn't hold the ship intact. Exactly. Uh, what if God's plan is to save Americans, but not America? Right. What if God's plan is to not save the company, uh, but to actually save people, people. Mm-hmm. Um, through the devastation mm-hmm. of the company, mm-hmm. um, through the loss um, and, of the tremendous loss? And, and we often flee those kind of scenarios in our own mind because they're overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you see grown men who are, Mm. uh, you know, competent and confident and cocky and all the things Mm -hmm. that men are just be brought to utter despair and brokenness. Mm. And like, we're, we're desperate. We're throwing, we're doing everything Everything. that we know to do. And it's still not not enough. Mm -hmm. And what we knew to do, was so devastating. We had to throw over our cargo. We're we're responsible for that. So not only are we not making money, we're losing right. money. We got to pay these cargo pay people, people back. back. Right. Uh, you know this is going the whole wrong direction here. Um, and sometimes we can't imagine us keeping afloat. You know, it, the ship is keeping us afloat. Right. But what happens if God's plan is not to is to separate us from every other thing that we would find satisfaction or security in, mm. except for Him? Is He enough? Right. Are we people who find our stability, our security in His presence mm-hmm. and His presence alone? Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of our discussion last week about Job, you know, Mm. of um, when it's all stripped away, Job remained faithful to the Lord. You know, he didn't, he, it wasn't like, okay, I give up on you, God. He, he clung to God as everything was being destroyed around him and in him. (laughs) Yeah, so. I'm sure we're going to have a ton of new uh, podcast listeners because our messages have been so <laughs> so encouraging lately. Well, but I, I think the common thread is that everybody goes through things like that. So it's, um, 
it's not trying it's not that oh well we just always talk about doom and gloom but the truth is is while we're in this world um we're dealing with uh, um things falling apart and and the attacks of the enemy even you know just blatant attacks yeah so exactly you know um I can't find exactly where it is. I know it's in uh, one of the earlier Psalms, uh, but it talks about that uh, even if the the mountains fall oh, into the heart of the mm-hmm. sea, mm-hmm. still I will I'll, I will trust yeah. and rejoice. Right. And I do believe that there are storms that God intends, to, um, and the the only way that we are going that he's going to show that our faith is real that he is real is that he comes walking to us and comes walking sometimes to other people who are watching us um and he reveals himself in the midst of the storm mm-hmm. as the stability as our shield and that he manifests himself to others through our faith that yeah. is unshakable, that mm-hmm. he's our solid ground before we even hit solid ground. Mm-hmm. So with or without this ship, I'm okay. Right, because he's my solid. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, Paul, in, in, when he lists his um, his sufferings, mm-hmm. he talks about being shipwrecked and a day and a night at, at sea, at sea mm-hmm. you know, floating around. Around in the ocean. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've watched a couple of these. <laughs> I shouldn't be alive. I shouldn't be alive yeah. videos. And, and uh, I just saw one where people were like 20 miles away from the nearest land. And they were, um, and they talked about their experience mm-hmm. of in the Being open ocean. In the open ocean at night. And uh, they were trying to s- swim for it. Uh, but they, they ended up getting, as they got closer, there was some plankton at night that would was bioluminescent. So as they moved, it flashed all around them. And so they realized we can't swim without it lighting yeah, up around us. us and we're going to draw Attract. all kinds of attention. Yeah. Uh, predators. Yes. And so they were kind of like, what do we do? And uh, then they ended up getting into a patch of jellyfish and getting stung and then they were bleeding. Oh and goodness. then they're thinking, Oh my goodness. You know, I mean, that is a yeah. terrifying mm-hmm. type of thing. Thank mm-hmm. God they made it. Yes. Um, and Paul, he made it. He made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately what is our security? What is our security? I remember um, when we went through, it was one of the most difficult things we went through. And this is before we knew anything about healing or anything. Uh, It was, we knew Jesus um, and we were surrendered to him. The only thing I knew was Romans 8, 28. But um, Mm -hmm. Tina was pregnant again, uh, bless her heart. and, And we were, she was pregnant with our second child, Noel. And she just was having a really, really rough go. The doctors were worried. Mm-hmm. They, um, and we, our mission board was asking, hey, do you want to fly her out of there? And, you know, we can get her to Germany. We'll pay for it. You know, and and, and we prayed and talked, Tina and I both mm-hmm. did. And, and, you know, I'm having these terrible scenarios come through my mind of like, how do I, you know, like having to, explain to her parents bringing her home in a body bag you know i mean like those are the mm-hmm. type of Bad. scenarios mm-hmm. that that the enemy was hitting me with but yet as i prayed i just we both really felt like 
know Jesus, we're here, you've got us mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. your hand. And we don't know the future, but we know you're our stability, you're our rock, right. and that you're enough. We're here because you told us to be here, and you haven't asked us to leave. Uh, there's not going to be a better scenario of, of medical, no. like we weren't neglecting your medical care. No. We felt like best we could Good, tell right. and, and reviewing it even with doctors, you know, mm-hmm. they were. And like, having to start all over in another place didn't make sense. Yeah, it just like, you know, whenever you, so we just, just felt that, mm-hmm. and but it really brought us to that place of if we lose everything, right? is Jesus enough? Um, it, where, what's your security? Because there's times where as much as we would like to have a guarantee about what tomorrow is going to bring, that um, aside from prophetic revelation like Paul received, he didn't know how. He knew the ship was going down and right. that God was going to save the people. Up till that point, until the angel appeared and gave Paul that know. word, Paul didn't know. Because before Paul, he had said... I perceive that there's going to be loss of cargo, ship, and lives. Yep. I mean, you know, he had the impression that there was just destruction. And so Paul asked that God would not spare any lives. And he did would have a word. Lives. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, Paul, whatever Tina said, that was right. <laughs> Paul, uh, God had told Paul, you're going to speak before me to Caesar. Right. So Paul knew, listen, I'm going to get there. there somehow. But there was a point where Paul, I think, had to surrender. Maybe not by this ship. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe it's going to be another night and a day in the deep. Who knows? Yeah. I know I will be okay. It may not be easy, but God is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the place that he was interceding from. Lord, spare their lives. Yeah. Spare their lives. Have mercy on them, God. You maybe you've got me here just so that their they, lives would be spared right. because they'd have taken this journey whether I was on the ship or not. But now I'm on the ship, so they have hope. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and maybe, they had the gospel too. You know, he was sharing the gospel. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you think of Lot, for example, in Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. You know, Abraham's interceding. Right. Lord, even if there's, if there's ten, ten, if there's people. ten, would you spare the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's ten, I'll spare the city. Right. Uh, and there came a point, you know, there's just a handful. There wasn't even ten. So mm-hmm. God got the handful out. Lot and his family, that was it. Yeah. Um, but if there had been ten, if those the, the Lord has hope for a city, if there's just a few, if there's just a handful that will speak the truth, that will intercede, mm-hmm. That can be enough to turn even Sodom and Gomorrah around. Right. Even Jesus said, "Listen, if Sodom and Gomorrah had seen the kingdom like like these like other cities, these other, they'd like, have repented." Right, the places that he had done miracles. And, right. So you it'll know, go easier for them on Judgment Day. Exactly. And and as far as Jesus understood, they would have repented. Yes. So that means there's hope. Mm-hmm. when there doesn't seem like there's going to be hope, if we would get our heads on straight mm-hmm. uh, so that we can stop feeling bitter and uh, judgmental, and, judgmental mm-hmm. and our nose all bent out of shape because people haven't listened to our warnings and they're mm-hmm. taking the ship, quote unquote, a direction that really we, we can see, man, this mm-hmm. is destructive. Um, we need to be those that are people of the secret place, that mm-hmm. we're fighting for those that are 
fighting against us, so to speak, mm. that we're interceding. And there will come a time where God gives us a word, gives us uh, direction. And that's what established Paul. Now everybody's listening to Paul. And God's plan wasn't to elevate Paul from prisoner to the captain. He just stayed a prisoner. Mm. But he's beca- he, because he's a man of intercession who hears the Lord, that that establishes him as credible and, a, and the most influential person on that ship. Mm-hmm. He was an encourager. He encouraged them. He had hope when nobody else That's, had hope. Yeah. Um, and he had direction. He had direction from God. And he had security. And that gave other people hope and security. Mm-hmm. I believe that there's coming a time where we need to be those be people. Be those people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Beacon of hope and light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you're on the ship or not. Yeah. Uh, uh, whether it's as bad as, you know, the whole country going down the tubes mm-hmm. or whether it's just mm-hmm. your city or your right. neighborhood or your job, you can shine when you're not trying to necessarily get God to fix the ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you're, you know that he is the solid ground before you, if the ship goes down, you've got solid ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus did the same thing with the disciples when uh, they had a storm that they were crossing. Mm -hmm. And uh, before Jesus got in the boat, before Jesus brought them safely to the other side, uh, he just walked on the water. And it says in Mark's gospel, he he was going to walk past Past them. (laughs) He's just like, he's just going to walk over to the other side. Yeah. Like, and then finally, somebody called out Jesus, and is that you? And then mm-hmm. Jesus they thought, you know, yeah. had Peter get out, and that worked well for a little while. <laughs> and Jesus got back in the boat, story and peace be still, mm-hmm. and then boom, they're on the other side. So, you know, ultimately, at some point, the purpose of the storm is is really to find our stability and our security in, in Jesus alone. in what can't be shaken. In what can't be sunk, in what uh, what holds up all the ships, even holds the oceans and all the land. Um, That's right. Amen. Mm, he's got the whole world in, in his hands, hand. and he's got us in his hands, and yes. nothing can snatch us from his hands. So, brothers and sisters, we hope this encourages you, and that you're able to encourage others around you. If you'd like additional resources from our ministry, you'll find them at fullspeedimpact.com. Uh, including a full uh, catalog of our Sons and Daughters podcasts, uh, which are available on every major uh, podcast app, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that. Uh, So we appreciate you listening to us, and we will release another podcast every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Until then, we encourage you to continue to walk in the fullness of Jesus Christ and impact the world around you. Thank you.